Welcome to On The Verge Season 3. This is Jean Chaumont. I'm the composer and producer of the show. What are you on the verge of? How do everyday people turn inspiration into incarnation? On The Verge is a podcast of the Northwest Coast Presbytery, created by Corey Schlosserholt. And for this third season, we're turning the tables to figure out what our host until now, Corey Schlosserholt, is on the verge of. So join us as we embark on this special journey. Greetings, this is Doug Manel, First Presbyterian Church of Bellingham. And this is John Mason, Mountain View Presbyterian Church of Marysville. And this is the very first gathering of the fan club, the card-carrying fan club members of the Corey Schlosser Hall fan club. Both John and I have been card-carrying members of the Corey Schlosser Hall fan club for at least 15 years. Is that right? Yes, and it's, it's appropriate that we're finally having a meeting. Finally having a meeting. It's about time. So <laughs> um, I, I will moderate and you'll take notes and we'll move forward here. Absolutely, in true Presbyterian fashion. Exactly. And so our first job, we thought, as the gathering of the Corey Schlosser Hall fan club is that we would pick up a top 10 list of the top 10 things we appreciate about Corey Schlosser Hall. This is from the David Letterman way of doing things. And so it's been difficult. It's been hard to come down to 10. We're going to, at the end, we'll have a chance to kind of put the things that we didn't add to our list because it's been difficult. But we will talk about the top 10 things that we appreciate about Corey Schlosser Hall from our home office at the Northwest Coast Presbytery. So number 10, things we love about Corey Schlosser Hall. I love that Corey loves U2 and the Seahawks and so many other things. But I will say that one of my favorite memories is getting to go to the 360 tour with Corey and his family and our family and just one of the highlights of all of our lives. So Corey's love for U2 was infectious. His ability to sing U2 songs, always joyful. So that, that was always an impressive thing. That, that is impressive. You know, Corey came and did our men's retreat one year, and it was all based on the, the, the lyrics and the theology behind the lyrics of you two for, for our men's retreat. It was awesome. It is so good. Now, my sadness yeah. is, I know he was part of a cover band. I never got to hear them. Did you ever, yeah. did you ever get to hear his cover band? No. They would do, no. I, I, was, that, I was thought Presbytery would be very blessed by a yeah. YouTube But you know, the, num- the number nine, though, the, the number nine thing that we love about Corey that um, is also related to music, surprisingly enough, or maybe unsurprisingly enough. But the number nine thing is that he plays the congas like a fiend. You know, the first time he asked to play along with when we were having a uh, a Presbyterian leadership retreat, uh, he said, can I bring my congas and play along? I was thinking, yeah, you know, okay, okay. But, you know, being a musician myself, I'm always a little bit hesitant. But then when, when he, he just... He enhanced everything that we were doing. He he knows his way around congas, and that, that was really really fun. I'm so impressed, and it was just made the the experience so much more fun. Oh, I love that because because you're right. I have I we've had moments when we've said people people have played drums, and we've said, "Oh, come be a part of our worship team." And then we really wish that we hadn't done that um, <laughs> because when the rhythm is off, it's it's a it's a brutal thing. So I love That's that. Right. I, um, Sadly, I've never heard Corey play his conga, so I'm just writing down things to, things to do at some point. Yep, um, yep. Number eight, our number eight reason to the reason that we are part of the Corey Schlosser Hall fan club. And I would just say it's, it's just a complete element of his character and his personality, exuberance. 
Corey is exuberant. Dave Rohr, one of our pastors in our presbytery, says about me that if I am ever, if I'm ever, if I'm ever in a room full of crap, I'm going to say, yay, there's a pony. And Corey is that way. (laughs) He's going to, in in any in any room full of poop, he's going to start looking for the pony, and he's yes. just he's got a joy. I have seen him find joy in everything, including handshakes. And I will confess, I don't have the same joy in handshakes that he does, but he has a certain joy in just the goofiest things, and it's infectious. It's fun to be a part of. Yep, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Okay, number seven. Yes. Uh, again, not completely unrelated. One of the things I love about Corey is that even though I know he's a Presbyterian, when he is in front of the Presbytery, when he's in front of a group of people, he completely comes across as a Pentecostal. Can and I get an amen? Yes. <laughs> hallelujah. And it's glory. And it's just, it is so fun to watch because he's like a mashup of all these different backgrounds and and it comes comes out in his exuberance as well. I love that about him. I I my mentor in ministry was a former Foursquare pastor and I just love that about Corey that he's that way as well. I agree. That is I mean that's one of the fun things. And he does he is in front of a group there is there is something electric. It's something yep. fun to watch. Yeah. Yep. I haven't seen anyone slain in the spirit yet, but pretty close. <laughs> Well, we'll have to wait and see. Well, I get to do number six. And we've talked about exuberance and Pentecostal and just the things that are joys. But I'm going to also say that the, one of the things I love about Corey is that I know, and anyone who has walked with him pretty deeply knows that Corey has walked through the valley of the shadow of death. He is right. not immune to some deep grief, some huge challenges. He and I first met, our first meeting was at a club that no one ever wants to be a part of, a club of just grief and sadness and pain. So it's not all of this exuberance and joy. It's not surface. It's very deep because it's attached to someone who has walked through some some real deep dung. And I would say has come out stronger. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've appreciated that. And he's, and he's very vulnerable about that. I've never mm-hmm. seen him pull his punches on that. He is... Mm-hmm very vulnerable about the grief and the sadness and the losses that have been a part of things as well as the joy in the midst of that. Hmm. That's so great. Yeah. Super important. Yeah. So back to the kind of goofy stuff. Exactly. Uh, Number five. Mm -hmm. Number five is that Corey Slosser Hall makes up words. (laughs) Like the word nerpy, which is nervous and happy at the same time. Or one, a recent one was sappy, sad and happy at the same time. I'm feeling sappy. Of course, the one that we have all heard so many times is the word tangibilitate. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear that over and over again. But it's just so, you know, it kind of, when you're in a meeting and Corey uses one of those words that are his own words. It's great because everybody kind of perks up and says, wait a minute, is that really a word? But <laughs> you know, the effect is that you get what he's talking about. Yep. And yep. Um, so I, I love that about him. And I think that actually connects him a little bit with the Apostle Paul. I, I mean, most scholars tell us that the Apostle Paul did this all the time, that he was mm-hmm. often just taking two words, putting them together and making a new word. And um, mm-hmm. so Corey comes from a long line, a long line of people who make new words. And, and we'll see if some of his words stick into the lexicon of our, ah, yes. of our community. I'm sure it will happen. 
Um, we're getting down there. We have our last four. So I have okay. number, I have number four, and this one is is the ironic one. I have been in the Presbyterian Church for a number of time. I've had a number of executive presbyters. Ironically, Corey is the first one that I've ever had who was not had not spent some time as a as a minister of word and sacrament, who was not ever a pastor. Ironically, I would say that Corey is the most genuine pastor. I have ever had in an executive presbyter. So as the only one who wasn't a pastor, he is probably the most pastoral in terms of walking in my life and walking in others' life with just care. You know, it says, it says when Paul in Philippians talks about Timothy, he says that Timothy has a genuine concern for others. And I would say that that applies to Corey. Corey just has a genuine concern. And I think if we were to poll all the different pastors and elders in our presbytery, they would all say the same thing, that they believe that Corey has a genuine concern for them. That's a huge thing. Yeah. And it's an authentic part of who he is. Yeah. You know, the, um, I, I had this experience, this was 2008. So Corey had, you know, was fairly recent as our executive presbyter. I was in the hospital room where my mother had just died mm-hmm. and my phone rang. I mean, it was minutes my phone rings and I see that it's Corey Saucer Hall. So I step out of the room thinking, you know, he's checking in with me to, you know, for some presbytery <laughs> thing. And it's, he goes, John, I heard that your mother is not doing well. Do you need me to come be with you? And I was like, I had never experienced that level of, of care in my life. You know, somebody who was that on it and was calling that quickly. And I didn't need him to come be with me. I was fine. I have a big family. We're all caring for each other. But just the fact that he asked was incredible. I would agree. I would agree. And and up till, up till the point that Corey came to our presbytery, I pretty much thought executive presbyters were just fatheads who did bureaucratic stuff. Corey gets the bureaucratic stuff done. I mean, our, our, we've got a healthy presbytery but he but he is someone who cares about others and that has changed i would say that's changed the culture of our presbytery probably more than anything else Um, absolutely genuine concern Mm -hmm. so number three for me is you know we we know Corey as somebody who has this exuberance and excitement but his way of being able to translate his excitement and his exuberance into vision mm-hmm. is, uh, is really significant. Yeah. And I love being in his presence when he is, when he is sharing vision and he is, is talking about the way we're going, where we're, what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be doing, the way we're going to be going, because it is fun. To, it's fun to watch it just kind of um, infect the whole room. It just yeah. spreads. And, you know, he's, it, I, this makes me excited for his new position he's going to as well, because mm-hmm. this is, this is a, a gift, a gifting, a gift match that is, I think, uh, really ordained. And I'm excited about that because he's so moving much. into a, moving into a part of our uh, denomination that is in big need of yeah. vision. So, and that's going to be his role. So that's really exciting. I mean, how many of us have sat through vision meetings it just lacked excitement. And at the end, yes. you just, you came up with some document that no one ever looked at again, that just never felt like, it felt like four hours that were wasted. And it's, I think you're exactly right. Yeah. So I love that about him. And okay. Number two, we know, we all know, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast knows that it's been difficult 
to be a PCUSA church in the last 10, 15 years, because especially with COVID in the last two and a half year, two years, yeah. but you know, the underlying stuff that's been going on for a decade plus is just ripping apart the uh, fabric of our denomination, really just about everywhere, except for in the Pacific Northwest, in the Northwest Coast Presbytery. We have, in my estimation, I think we have in the last 15 years lost two congregations, which was difficult, but so many have chosen to stay in this presbytery. And what I have heard over and over again, and what I've said myself, is that Northwest Coast Presbytery is such a is just such a great place to do ministry, even if we are feeling like we don't agree with everything on the national level, the alternatives are just not as uh, good. It would be difficult for us to move beyond doing ministry in this great presbytery. And I believe Corey has a huge, has had a huge part holding the presbytery together and causing it to have this sense of a presbytery-wide community that we just want to be a part of it. Yeah. And I love that about his influence in the presbytery. I would agree. And and I think he has a he has this amazing ability. He he has never taken sides. He's on the Ooh. side of Jesus. He's on the side of the Ooh. church. He's not he doesn't jump in and take sides. Ooh. And he is at that ability has that ability to bring and bridge people together. And that right. that's huge. Right. I would agree. And I would say of the there there have been those two churches that have left, but the first one that left, I wouldn't even count that one against him. You know, that one yeah. that one is one that gets attached to the previous interim pastor. That it was, you know, yeah. it was one of those, it was like it was like those when they do baseball and they're like, you know, that yeah. that, that one was already on base. It wasn't even yeah. it doesn't it's not gonna count against his ERA or whatever. That's it was. true. Yeah, agreed. And number one, and this is this is just very clear and i think it's what makes mm-hmm. him excellent at what he does is i think it's clear to me and to anyone who's been around cory cory loves jesus and he loves yes. the church of jesus christ and yes. you know and and that covers a multitude of sins i mean mm-hmm. you it's very clear that he is someone who loves jesus and he loves the church and that's infectious and i think we remember that we do this not because we have to or because we get a paycheck, but we do it because we love Jesus. And I think Corey does it because he loves Jesus. And that right. that is fun. Amen. Yeah. And that is our top 10 list of yes. the, the first top 10 list. And so, and then I just thought, what made it, what what didn't make it? What were some of the things, you know, we, we had to cull our list down to just get to 10. What were right. the things that didn't make it to the to the top 10 list? So we could have done mm-hmm. a top 20 if we wanted to, mm-hmm. but that would not be easily, David Letterman easily. style. Mm-hmm. So what do you, yeah. you got? You got something on the cutting floor? Yeah, I do. Actually, one of the, my favorite things about Corey is what the way he encourages churches. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I watched happen here at Mountain View was that he stepped into our worship service, and one of the first things he always says is something about our congregation being courageous. And what that does is it encourages, makes makes the church feel better about it, yeah. about us, about themselves. But it also creates more courage. Yeah, you know. Because you've had this person come in who who is noticing you from the outside and says, you're courageous. And so you grow into it even more. And yeah. so he's had an impact on us. That's one of the things I love about him. He's such an oh. encourager that way. Huge, huge gift. Mm-hmm. No, he, if, if he wasn't Corey, he would be Barnabas. That's right. Who was, who was nicknamed the son of encouragement. I think that's, that's right. I think you are, you hit the nail on the head there. We, that, we should probably add that to top 10. I don't know how we would, I don't know what we would take out. Um, <laughs> 
I would say it's a small one, but, and this is maybe part of his pastoral ability. I, I love walking and Corey has often just come up and walked with me. You know, if we, if we were going to meet instead of just meeting somewhere and we would just go walking and he would walk and he'd walk with me. He sometimes would walk with me and my dog. And I just loved mm-hmm. that that was something that he enjoyed, that we would just, mm-hmm. you know, he'd show up with boots on and we would just go walking. That was, That's you know, great. I think walking is a, is a key fun thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that's on the cutting room floor for me is, you know, I, I know that Corey probably has strong political views. Um, he probably mm. has strong theological views, but you know, you don't see them. No. You don't, he doesn't bring it into his work, into his work in, you know, working with churches. And in that, in that way, I think you mentioned this earlier, but you don't see um, him taking sides. He's been able to stand with all of us in yeah. ways that are really, and that takes a deep amount of wisdom. And also it's an indication that his ego is where it needs to be. I yeah, would agree. So That's a huge part that. for a leader, an important part. Yeah, true, true. I would put a little one, and I know that this is not always everyone's happy place, but he has pressed technology mm-hmm. in our presbytery. He has pressed and encouraged, and he has tried to move us at least into the 21st century. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if we're there yet, but he's done his very best to try to get us there. And I know that Corey loves, you know, he is, he might not be the master of it, but he's always looking for what's a better tool, what's a better tool to get something mm-hmm. done. So mm-hmm. we have some really good working technology, not just for the sake of technology. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I got an iPhone, he, he said, and this is years and years ago. He said, Oh, John, we can now share our favorites of our, you know, of our music together. <laughs> I have an iPhone too. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah. I would say in my other one, this, this should have been in my top 10 too, but when Corey came in, along with Dean, they were able to make meetings shorter and more fun. And that is, I used to go to Presbyterian meetings and it would feel like there were two hours of my life, but I would usually walk away saying that was the longest, that two hours was the longest 10 hours of my life. And I don't, I I still don't get excited about meetings, but they're far less painful and they're shorter and they're more fun. And I've appreciated that. I've appreciated that. I agree. Totally agree. And he's brought continuing ed. I mean, the the verge, the month, the yearly verge, that's been a huge, you know, to think about a Presbyterian meeting that is focused on continuing ed and growing and listening and learning together. I would, I, I'm never going to miss one. I think they are so rich and so important for our body to gather together. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And my last one was just, you know, and we've talked about the unity piece. Corey has built trust. Mm. Um, When I first came, our church did not trust the presbytery and they, and they had good reason. There were some really mm-hmm. good reasons to not trust the mm-hmm. presbytery. And mm-hmm. I think in the 15 years, there has been a, a total 180 degree turn. And I think the church now has a deep trust. And I think that, that Corey has built an, an, a group that is trustworthy. And I think our presbytery is going to continue to be trustworthy. We're relational mm-hmm. and unity building. And that's, that's an exciting thing. Mm. So here's our final question. Corey's leaving our presbytery. Are you going to turn in your, your membership? Are you going to turn in your membership to the Corey Schlosser Hall fan club? I will go on record. I am continuing to keep my membership in the Corey Schlosser Hall fan club, even though, even though he has chosen by God's grace to follow the spirit of the Lord and to leave us onto greener pastures. Um, <laughs> we will continue to be members of the Corey Schlosser Hall fan club. So that's right. Corey, that's our final word. We will miss you. We are so thankful for the 
years that you spent and the years that we got to partner with you. And we will, but we are so excited for what the next, what the future holds. That's right. That's right. So, Corey, the Lord be with you. God be with you, Corey. We love you. Thanks to everyone who makes On The Verge possible. In addition to our adventuresome guests, I want to thank Jean Chamont, our musician and producer. Find out more about Jean at jeanchamont.com. That's J-E-A-N-C-H-A-U-M-O-N-T dot com. Janine Taylor is our editor, and the Northwest Coast Presbytery has generously sponsored On The Verge. Please subscribe to On The Verge if you haven't already at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Corey Schlosser-Hall. It was such a delight to be your host for the first two seasons, and I hope you'll always be On The Verge.